Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome back to How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. Today's episode is quite a special one for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I'm sad to say that this is the last episode for the foreseeable. Series four of the podcast has been amazing. The guests have been incredible and I've even had my podcast cover on the side of a lorry driving up and down the country. I'm so proud of what this podcast has given to its listeners, hope, encouragement, insight, advice and laughter. But as I embark on a new venture as a life coach, I'm taking a short break. The good news is that despite being the final episode, today's guest is one rather close to me. He's a leading fitness trainer in the UK. He's a fitness expert for GQ magazine. He's a men's health cover star. He's a business owner of live platform and soon to be app, Get It Done. He has raised thousands and thousands for charity and he is the best uncle and brother. It's Mm -hmm. Bradley Simmons. Right, Con. Hi, Brad. I'm excited. Fine, about time you you asked me to be on your podcast. (laughs) Saving the best till last. Well, I just thought you've been on so many podcasts talking about like how your career started and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, you've got your book. It's got all of it there. And before this was called Growing Up Female. So you couldn't have been on it anyway. But now it's How Are You? And it's more inclusive. I just thought, well, it's perfect because it's also about well-being and a lot to do with mental health. And I know you're massive on that and it's really important to you. Um, so we're going to talk more about that, to be honest. I feel like now I'm your sister, I can be a bit braver with my questions um, yes. and get a yeah. bit more personal. Are you going to go into life coach mode? <laughs> No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm just gonna, I think it will just be really, um, really helpful for um, your followers and young men, that's what I want, that's what I want to achieve from this podcast is just people to like, just realise that, you know, you might have followers on Instagram, but you're building a business and there's a lot of pressure there and you're still a guy who has feelings and, you know, when you're going through a breakup, it's hard. You've lost a friend because of mental health, you know, like you're a human being. So um, we're going to talk lots about that. Um, but first question I always ask my guest is how are you? I am in a positive mindset. As you know, my head has been in the right place for what a couple of months now, um, but... I went for a really nice walk uh, 
to the cliffs in um, Eastbourne, which was amazing. The, the cliffs in Eastbourne is incredible. If anyone wants to go there and needs a little escape, it's got to be done. And we loved it. We went to the Peak District as well. So I've had a nice little break from London. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to Ibiza in a couple of weeks. So things are looking positive. Business is good. I can't complain about that. I'm looking to move from Elin, where we live, where I've always lived. Uh, so I'm excited for a new chapter. So, uh, yeah, things are looking good. Yeah, I think what you highlight there is how important change is. Sometimes it can be really scary to embark on change, but how necessary is it to sometimes just make a change in life and, and you know, experience something new? Oh, massively. We Too many of us live in our comfort zone because it's comfortable. Uh, a lot of people are scared of what if, what if. But I've always been, you know me, Connie, I've always come out of my comfort zone straight away. I've always thrown myself at the deep end. So I'm in a situation now where things are comfortable uh, and I, I do need to change. You know what mum's like, she's a bit worried about, oh, it's a bit expensive moving to Chelsea or Battersea. I said, mum, don't worry about that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think you're very much someone that just jumps in the deep end and you worry about it later. Sometimes it can bite you on the bum, but I guess it's always a learning curve, right? Yeah, 100%. Many times it has bit me on the bum, especially with the app situations. I've lost a lot of money creating apps and not going right the right way. But these lessons are, are crucial to make sure that you grow uh, and become successful in the future. Yeah, I think a lot of people are scared of failure. Um, but it's not failure if it's a lesson and you learn from it and you go again. You know, it's all about mindset, right, and how you actually see it. I think it's only failure if you give up. Yeah, of course. And I always say to people, you can always go back to that comfort zone if things don't work out. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I say to, this is I say, this is what I say to all personal trainers when they ask my, for my advice. I said, you enjoy working at Virgin Active or Fitness First or wherever it is, uh, but it's your comfort zone. I said, why don't you go freelance, get yourself out there. If it doesn't pay off for the next six months, you can always go back to Virgin Active Fitness First. And I think that's like any industry. If you want to go for your dreams, if you want to aim higher, go for it. If it, does, it doesn't pay off, go back to what you were doing before. Yeah, or just look at options. Like, there's always options in life. I think a lot of people feel like they're stuck. I'm stuck. Like, yeah. But if you actually sit down and really analyze your options, there's so much options out there. Nobody is stuck. Like, there's a quote that's like, you're not a tree. Yeah. You're not exactly. stuck. You can move. Um, so it's just allowing yourself to to um, sit down and actually write down your options. I find that really useful to just sit down and like write pros and cons to potential opportunities that are out there and your options. And some of them might seem really far-fetched, but if you don't dream big, yeah. like me and um, James, our oldest brother, we always laugh about Bradley because he'll be, he'll be looking at like five million pound houses and he's like, oh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, uh, that's my aim. That's my aim. And me and James are like, it's amazing. Like he so believes it that it will happen. Yeah. And do you think that's where a lot of your success comes from, is that you really do believe that you're capable and you work hard and things just happen for you? Yeah, no, of course, I have a massive vision and it's just putting that plan to place. You're probably a lot better than me at writing things down um, and having it in front of you. I just go for things and, again, if it bites me in the ass, it bites me in the ass. So that's something I definitely mm. need to improve on. Um, but I guess I've got a good team, including yourself. I've got good support around me uh, to help me... Um, what these visions to become a reality but we're getting there I, I still believe I still love I get that five million pound house yeah so it's just got to save for that 25% deposit which is the tough yeah of course for people that don't know I've worked for Bradley 
for like five years now. Um, so, well, it's our first experience started at GCC level. Okay, yeah. So basically, I used to Bradley used to pay me to do his coursework. So Bradley, you're a very practical person, right? So you're academically, you're pretty like, would you say average? I'd say average. I got well, I got B's in GCC, so that's average, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I did your coursework, which helped boost those those yeah. grades. <laughs> well, only in English. I definitely struggled in English. I had tutors yeah. and all sorts. But as I've got older, to be fair, my English has definitely improved. When I was younger, yeah. I did struggle. You said to me recently, you wish you read more, right? Yeah. And I'm, I've started to read, to be fair. I've started to read. I, I enjoy reading um, newspapers, books I struggle with. I really do struggle with reading books. But um, life books is quite good, to be fair. I've started to read a few life books. Uh, and that's been helpful. Oh, look, like coach by written by coaches. Yeah, because that's really good for your mindset, right? Yeah, of course. And just to make sure that I'm not being a headless chicken with my ambitious side. Like you highlight there, it's important to surround yourself with the right people. People that are going to support you. They're going to notice things that you don't notice, and you've got to be open to constructive criticism in life, don't you? Yeah. When I was younger, to be fair, I really struggled. I'd block that out and just go, oh, no, I know what I'm doing. But now, as, I, as you mature, you've got to take that criticism board and just kind of reflect and go, mm, hang on a minute, they've probably got a point. Um, but yeah, so I started obviously personal training at the age of 20 and I was training the likes of John Terry, Theo Walcott, Brendan Rogers, Jamie Redknapp. These are big names at the age of 20, 21. Do you know what I mean? That was young. I was driving around in my smart car. Uh, seven years on now, I, I guess I'm very experienced, very knowledgeable. I've got my own business and it's doing really well. So I just got to keep going. Yeah, keep going. So you mentioned that you've struggled with your mental health the last few months. Um, obviously, lockdown was really tough for everyone. It was like that was an unexpected change. It kind of was out of everyone's control. So it's a different kind of change. Your live workouts just like was a massive distraction. Do you think you had might, might have had a bit of a delayed response to lockdown and being indoors and be, seeing your four walls all the time do you think you've had a bit of a delayed reaction to that yeah massive delay because when lockdown first happened I quickly adapted us then what am I going to do to keep active and I started doing my live workouts and because I got such a good reaction and I grew to 100,000 followers I was getting 5,000 people doing my live workouts every day I wasn't just such a buzz do you know what I mean I was like I was like wow this is sick I was really enjoying that I was waking up every single day but now two years down the line, it's now taking its toll where I'm still doing my live workouts. It's exhausting. Um, I've recently just gone through a breakup, which was really tough, um, which I wasn't expecting to happen. So, yeah, it's been it's been last few months. It's been overwhelming, I guess, because the business is growing, um, uh, which is great. But of course, you've got to make decisions. You've got to work hard behind the scenes, which people don't see. And obviously going through a breakup whilst doing that is tough because it can play with your emotions big time. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's good to be honest though, because a lot of men out there like, will, will, will pretend that they're not, they're happy, that they're happy that they've broken up. Mine was really tough and it's taken me a while to get over it, but I'm finally, I feel like I'm ready to uh, get over it now and move on. So talking about the breakup, obviously not going into, we won't go into details. What I want to, what I want to talk about is the fact that you're a guy admitting that you found a breakup hard. That you don't see often. So many guys act like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't give a shit anyway. I want to give it the big, the big, big one because men love to, you know, pretend that they're okay and they're brave and they're big and they're strong. How important is it for men to start breaking down this barrier and to, like, just realise that, that, like, it's 
completely human to feel sad and gutted and a bit heartbroken. Yeah, massively. And I I remember experiencing breakouts before where I was the guy who said, yeah, I'm going to go out now to get loads of girls. It's like, oh, what laugh are we going to have? And then a few months, four, four or five months down the line, then you start actually feeling really upset because you've kind of pull it, pull, it, pull it in the locker and you've locked it away. So for now, I've realized, no, do you know what? I'm going to take the motions on right now um, and then talk and be freely about how I speak to people and tell them about it. And to be fair, loads of people have helped because so many people have gone through the same situation. So when I spoke to some of my guys, they said, yeah, mate, I've been there. So that's been helpful. Don't go on there. It's been some of my mates like, oh, mate, don't worry. You're going to go. You can be with loads of worldies now. You can enjoy yourself. Do you know what I mean? Do you that side of things as well, which I actually haven't really taken on board. Um, I think it's been good just to really just just be upset. It's okay to be upset and it's okay to talk out. Um, yeah, and it's been helpful to be fair because now I know I'll be able to get over it and then it's five months down the line, I'll be more happy and I'll, I'll forget about it. <laughs> rather, than, rather than pretending I'm really happy and then five months down the line, really struggling. I admire you for that because you're, again, learning from past experiences, which is really important. And secondly, you've highlighted how much people just assume that you're just going to get loads of bears because you're Bradley Simmons and you've got followers and you're a good-looking guy. Um, but, like, again, you're human. You were really in love with someone. And, like, that doesn't mean, like, it's you're not... Like, I can't explain, but you're not immune to that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not just, like, you can't just forget about that. No, of course. And don't worry, there probably will be a time where I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be excited to be single again um, and times will be good and obviously I'll create good memories of my friends and stuff again. That will definitely happen. But for now, it's just about working on myself. Like you said, like, like I've read these books, start to love yourself because I've definitely lost confidence for sure. So it's about building that confidence again um, uh, instead of pretending I'm really confident and really happy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and I think another thing you've done is you're really um, focusing on the other relationships in your life. It's really important to not rely on romantic relationships to not feel lonely. You obviously live alone, you're in roots. It's obviously been locked down. You haven't been able to see friends and like just be free. But now things are relaxing. You seem to be focusing a lot on your friendships with females, with males. You're seeing mum, Macy. Me and you had a nice breakaway. You've obviously got the two brothers. And I feel like you're focusing on those relationships and they're giving you the company that you need rather than worrying about being in a relationship. No, 100%. 100%. And I've got to remember, I'm only 27 as well. So I'm still young. Still got... Um, plenty of time and yeah I love, I've loved spending time with you with the family and also making new relationships with friends uh, and there's a lot of, and, and females as well I, I, I can easily go and spend a day with a female and it doesn't have to be romantic um, and I think that's just me maturing I think it's my job title as well because obviously I've, I'm a personal trainer I've trained so many females where I've just been friends with them alright they might be very good looking and people might just assume oh okay two good looking people they're definitely going to get together or be together that's not always the case you can be friends with the opposite sex and not have that romantic um, thingy so yeah so people like Naomi Smart for example she's incredible um, we get on we meet up very often and we have a good laugh but again it's not necessarily that boyfriend girlfriend vibes which is I guess is quite rare I guess it could be quite rare, but I think it's just my job title, the experience I've had with so many female clients in the past. Yeah, and, and um, maturing as well. As you get older, you realise you can be friends with people of the opposite sex and it's not all silly. Um, and I guess, yeah, again, like a hairdresser, a personal trainer, you, you feel you've 
or most of your clients have been women and you've almost been like a therapist or a coach for them, um, a massive support for them. And that brings me on to um, Caroline, who was a really good friend of yours. Um, obviously, we're touching on mental health. I also want to talk about social media and the effects that has on people's body image and stuff like that. Um, but before we do, just want to touch on Caroline and how that affected you um, and how going away, doing the client for Caroline has helped you. But do you honestly feel like you've, it feels real yet? I, I personally, as your sister, don't know whether you, it's really sunk in properly yet because we've never lost anyone close. Yeah, it was, it was very, very strange to be fair. And don't get me wrong, I think about Caroline all the time. Like recently, obviously with England playing and Sweet Caroline song every, every five minutes is going off. All I can think about is Caroline and like oh, what a shame she's not here to experience this. Um, so yeah, when she, when she passed away, it was this complete massive shock. Uh, I didn't really believe it because where, I mean, Caroline, like, I trained her for the whole year prior to that and we had such a good relationship and had so many funny memories. Uh, yeah, it was just a massive shock. And obviously I felt like if maybe if I would have been there for her, kept on training her prior to that journey that what happened then things might have been different but um uh it's tough one it is what it is but the client for caroline recently was so nice uh to get with all her friends um and to do that experience together in memory of caroline and to raise loads of money and raise awareness was incredible felt like we gave something back and hopefully she was watching down and she was super proud of all of us and was laughing with us she definitely was she definitely was. And I also think you have to remember, Caroline knows that you were always there for her, even though you couldn't train. The reason why you couldn't train her wasn't because you didn't want to. It was just different work priorities. Uh, it was nothing personal. And you were both in contact still as friends over text and pho over the phone. So she knew you were there. I guess it's it's when someone's in that frame of mind, you know, you know, it's really hard for everyone. Everyone thinks they could do more, but... You know, I've never been there, so we don't know what she was thinking. No, that was my first wake-up call, like, wow, mental health is really... It's it is, it is dangerous, you know, it's a problem. And my, my good friend, um, who's a football, actually, has recently been struggling with his mental health, uh, which was a big shock to me because he, was, like myself, was always really up, loved playing football, um, and he has suffered with loads of bad injuries and he's suffered a bad year, bad experience. And he really struggled to the point where he was on medication. So that, again, was a big wake-up call. And that's what made me realise, hang a minute, where I'm burning the candle at both ends with my business. Um, and I've really got to look after myself. Do you know what I mean? Because I could eventually, that could be me. If that's going to be my friend who I thought was always strong, that could be me also. So that's why I, I am happy to talk about it and to face mental health because I don't nev ne never want to be in that situation. So that's why when people see me doing these adventures with Roots, going on these long walks and stuff, that is to prevent me burning out. All right, I might be exercising, but it's allowing my brain just to just relax. Do you know what I mean? Because having a good business and successful and you're earning good money is great, but that doesn't always make you feel happy. Do you know what I mean? And that's another lesson learned, I've learned. And I knew that anyway because I've trained billionaires i've trained millionaires like i've had clients who take me to monaco barbados been on yachts i've seen the lifestyle they have but a majority of those people are unhappy and they're still searching for something to keep them happy so i do realize now that money yes it makes you comfortable it can give you some great experiences because you can afford it you can have materialistic stuff but at the end of the day money massively doesn't make you happy so 
um, yeah, so it's all about having the right people around you uh, and and just making sure you create good memories and they don't have to be expensive ones, like going to the cliffs in Eastbourne, which cost me, what, £40 in petrol, fish and chips cost me a tenner. Do you know what I mean? It was a, it was a cheap day out mm. and it was great. Yeah, I love that. I love all these lessons. Um, I was actually going to ask you what's it taught you, but you've just you've just like said it perfectly. Um, it's definitely- yeah, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Don't worry, I still want the five million pound house, but um, um, but it's not essential like it, I thought it was. Yeah, and I and I think it's okay to still want nice things. Like yeah, of course. Everyone's different. Everyone has different goals, but I think what's really important is to highlight that your goals in life shouldn't just be about materialistic things. Goals in life should be like, um, you know, working on, I want to make sure that I, you know, work on my mental health every day, like things like that. Um, Travel the world, you know. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got a prime example. So I, I sometimes train in a gym in, 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 on the King's road. I always walk past this really cool trainer, trainer um, shop where they've got all the Air Jordans and stuff. And because it's such a trend right now, it's like, well, if it's part of the trend, I guess I've got to get a pair to be part of that trend. Don't necessarily like them. Not, they don't necessarily suit me. And I had it on my feet and I was looking at the mirror and I said, these are 450 pound trainers, right? And I was looking at the mirror and I was thinking, what am I doing? Do what just to be part of the trend? I was like, I don't necessarily like them. I know they're way too expensive for a pair of trainers. Do you know what? I went into Reese and got myself a nice pair of 100 pound trainers, which I wear most days because I love them. Do you know what I mean? And not many people might go, oh, they're nice. Where are they from? Like they would with Air Jordans. But for me, it's not about materialistic things at all anymore. Like it probably was when I was younger. Um, don't get me wrong. I still like one day I, I want to get myself a Daytona Rolex and there's nothing wrong with that because that's the goal I've set myself and that's my favorite watch. But it doesn't have to be the £30,000 one with, with diamonds on it. It can just be a nice chilled one. Tell me, and that's that's what's yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you do you. Like you, like money can't buy taste or style. It can't buy happiness. So at the end of the day, stick to what suits you. Stick to what you like, and you'll be happy. You'll feel confident. Like hundred percent. It's like me. Like you know, I, I'm a I'm a mid size fashion size fourteen. I, I don't wear crop tops and mum jeans are in fashion. If I walked out in a crop top and mum jeans, I wouldn't feel confident, happy, wouldn't suit me. Like, so I don't do it, you know? I don't try and be something that I'm not. No, and I think materialistic people attract materialistic people, which then can be quite toxic. I love because that. they're not genuine because they're not genuine people. Or genuinely you know I mean? happy. Genuinely happy or just generally genuine people in my eyes. Materialistic yeah. people, because they're in a bubble, they're in a they're not realising what life is actually all about. Yeah, they're lost in this, like, fake world of um, just, yeah, fake happiness and fake fulfilment. You don't find that in a Louis Vuitton handbag or a pair of Chanel sliders. No, of course not. I think social media has a lot to answer for when it comes to all this materialistic stuff because so many content creators, influencers, you know, they do, like, oh, they're un- unboxing their Chanel new Louboutin boots and, like, there was one influencer that was, like, my autumn essentials and they were like three thousand pound leather boots for autumn like how is that an essential and i think it's making people who aren't in that industry or don't have money um feel like they need that yeah but what they're doing is they're attracting the youngsters who haven't grown up or matured yet 
but people their age group will probably go what they're doing but the youngsters are getting like are, are following do you know what I mean that's the dangerous thing about social media it's been a role model to the youngsters yeah it's I think yeah they're so impressionable and we were lucky we didn't have we didn't we didn't when we started Instagram no we didn't have we were we created Instagram as a business. We never had it as a personal thing, really, maybe for a couple of months, but it, it's always been our business. Yeah. I've never really been like a consumer or like, I don't go and sit on Instagram as a consumer. I, I go there, do my, like business, interact with followers like you, and then I come off it and I like enjoy my life. And I feel like that's protected me being on the other side because I know what it's like on the other side and the reality of it all. And I think that has protected us. But one thing social media has done is it's really affected people's body image. Uh, and there's been a massive increase in negative body image amongst young men. And there's been a massive increase in eating disorders amongst young men. We know it's obviously prolific in women and girls, but it's rising in men. Why do you think social and steroid use? Yeah, that's all to do with poor body image and fad dieting and all of that. And it's really affecting men as well. Why do you think social media is doing that? What what why is why is there a link there? Well, because social media showcase is the best bodies that they can be, which is the one percent. And I guess you can say I might be in that one percent, but I do it because I I do, I do it in a healthy way. I always try and showcase that I do it in a healthy way. I still showcase I eat fish and chips on my stories, for example. Um uh, I, I live a well-balanced lifestyle, but I do train very often. And I guess I've got good genetics to the point where my body is is good. Um, but people follow the 1%, which is dangerous, you know, uh, and they don't take into consideration that their genetics might not be the same or they might not have the same amount of time as people like I do. Yes, I train in, that's part of my job. I do six live workouts a week. I then quickly do some content and then I can go to the gym for two, three hours and work on my body. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people don't have that time. So people need to be realistic with their genetics and their time. I'd say I'd say 98%. Yeah, I'd say 98% of people don't have that time. And that was one of my questions. Should we be trying to meet the same standards as if fitness influencers who do this as a no, living? I, think you, I just think you've got to go, do you know what? I'm going to take what I do, for example, as motivation, as inspiration, and I'm going to do the best I can do with the time I have. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't expect to look like Bradley Simmons, but I'm definitely going to take uh, his lifestyle into consideration and train train four times a week, eat healthy. Do you know what I mean? Uh, cut out the, the alcohol as much as I can or reduce it. Let's try and sleep eight hours a night. Do you know what I mean? Or, and make sure I mobilize and stretch. So for me, I try. I don't want people, to, I don't necessarily say to people, yeah, you can look like me. This is what you got to do. I said, no, you got to do what's best for you. But as long as you give it your best shot, Everyone can be healthy. Everyone can be in good shape. Um, it's just about educating yourself uh, and doing the best that you can do in your lifestyle. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. 
We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both up. <laughs> For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, let's <Yeah>, go. <laughs> I'm so I glad know. no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, nothing then. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's just a good goss you're after. Georgie Porter and Sharon Carpenter are your go-to girls on Loose Lips. So it's got mine... girth, though. It's got girth. Yeah. Mine, mine... mine is quite spindly and, and flaccid. This is like long. Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. The marketing from Fitness Influencer was like, look like me. Um, we even had a plan called Lose Weight Like Me, which was my weight loss plan with you. And because I was a normal girl, I was your admin. I was writing a book and stuff, but I did have, I was freelance and I, we worked together every day. So I had that time. I had you training me nearly every day, um, which was amazing. I mean, I wish I had that now. Um, but when you look back, you think actually, and I thought like it's possible, of course people can lose weight like me in 12 weeks. But now I look back and now I'm a mum and I've got two jobs launching my own business. I'm like, it's not realistic. That it might it might take someone thirty six weeks. Yeah, but I mean people still can. I'm not saying you can't do it. There's no point in even trying. You still can do it, but it might just take longer, or um, it might take you longer to get into that routine. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. You just got. To That's do a you. really good point. It's 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 changing the expectate your expectations, like adjusting. So being inspired by fitness influencers who are who are positive role models like yourself who do it in a healthy way who promote good eating like you saying steroids i mean that's scary all the fad diets the booties all of that is a load of load of crap so it's following the right ones but then also applying it to your lifestyle like don't 
because here I've said, like, how would you feel if someone said they're trying to look like you, but they're failing and it's making them feel like crap? Yeah, I said, well, stop comparing yourself to me. Again, taking your genetics for a fact, taking the time you have, uh, taking your social life. Because for people to look incredibly in shape, you kind of have to sack off your social life because social life meaning you eat what you want, you can drink with the lads, etc. Do you know what I mean? And that's not healthy either. You need to find a good balance. Don't get me wrong, there's times because of my lifestyle, because of my job, the boys are all drinking four or five pints. I'm still drinking soda water and lime. I don't necessarily enjoy to be fair alcohol on a Wednesday, Tuesday night, to be honest, because I know it makes me feel rubbish. It gives me anxiety in the next couple of days. So that's another reason why I don't do it. But again, I know because obviously I've got my body is my job. I always say it like a dentist, that's a, they can't have black teeth, can they? Or a hairdresser can't have a Mohican. As me as a personal well, trainer. Yeah, but it's got to be a good one. Can. Yeah. But as me, though, I do have to look after my body because I, I, that, that's what I, do. You know what I mean. I always say to every personal trainer, um, you've got to make sure you, you practice what you preach, so you've got to be in good shape, blah, 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 blah. It's you are your things. marketing. You are, your, you are an advert for yeah. your profession. Yeah. As shallow as it sounds, as bad as it sounds, no one's going to sign on to my um, platform if I wasn't in good shape, for example. It's just it's just the way it works. So that makes me think, should we talk about the body positive movement or <laughs> is that too controversial? Well, the body's, you know, that's fine. No, we just talk about it. Why not? The body positive movement is a tough one because I want everyone to be body positive. Do you know what I mean? I want everyone to be body positive but I want everyone to be healthy at the same time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so what, say if I'm a body positive person, being devil's advocate, I would say to you, well, it depends what you define as healthy because you might define healthy as a certain body fat percentage, certain lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. But they might consider it as that balance between social life having their favorite takeaways and eating healthy 50 50 like yeah is well, does health mean something different to everyone well you just have to look at the facts and how many people die a year of heart disease for example or the bc rates in this country which leads to all sorts of things um as, as an example like yes you might be healthy because you're happy in yourself but in the day, if you were to get COVID, for example, are you at the most high risk of potentially dying, passing away because of it? Because your body can't deal with it. So, yes, it's all about being positive. positive. If you can't, let's say, have a six-pack or you can't look like that model uh, modeling for ASOS, don't worry about it. That's fine. And, yes, just accept who you are and the body shape that you've been given. But don't neglect trying to be as healthy and as fit and as strong as you can be. Because when you do try and be as healthy, fit, as strong as you be, because you've got a routine of going to the gym or exercising regularly, eating healthy, that's only going to benefit, one, your health and your mental health. Um, so, yeah, that's what I say to the body image people. Yes, it's great. Keep encouraging people to be body positive and love who they are, accept who they are, but don't encourage them not to exercise or not to eat healthy or, do you know what I mean? That, that, mm. that winds me up. That's my only problem with it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think health is... Uh, is bringing together your mental health and your physical and finding that balance. Yeah. It's also like social and there's so many aspects that fill your yeah. being healthy. Um, and some things make other people tick more than others. Like some people hate the gym. So it's about 
going dancing or going for like the long walks that you do for yeah. me I, I love netball netball's not just my physical like exercise but it's my mental it's just yeah it's Wednesday it's midweek and it's like breaks up my week and keeps me going so it's finding what works for you as well isn't it and um I totally agree with you I'm a very body confident uh, I, I advocate body confidence. I don't always feel body confident and I mainly don't feel body confident when I've had a bad couple of days because I feel sluggish. I've had too much sugar or saturated fats just don't work with my body. Um, they just don't suit me. They, they make me feel ill. And um, if I've not been active, like, so I, I totally agree with you and I totally believe that to feel totally body confident, you can't just look in the mirror and go, you are beautiful, you are amazing, be body confident. You have to make yeah. changes to your life. You have to nourish your body. You have to do, yeah. you have to work on it. It, it, is, it, is, it, is, it does take some work. Yeah, because I remember uh, I was... Um... I was I wasn't on a panel. I was listening to a panel at a women's health event one time, and someone I can't remember I, I can't remember who they were. I'm not going to say their name anyway. But they said, uh, "Don't exercise if you don't want to. Don't eat healthy if you don't want to. Just love yourself. Look in the mirror every day and just tell you how beautiful you are." Right? And I thought, okay, so these the girls that listen to this talk are probably going to do that for the next week or two, and it's going to cover up. Okay, yeah, that's what she said, and that's what I'm going to do, and it's going to cover up that deep feeling of I'm still not happy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It might cover mm. up for two weeks. I'm like, so how mm. can you make this person happy? And just from a personal trainer's perspective, where I've helped people lose weight, I've helped people um, improve their diet and their nutrition, um, and it's given them the confidence to go on dates with guys or go and wear a dress that they would probably never wear before or book a holiday, which they wouldn't have done because they're, they're, they're not feeling they're their best. Do you know what I mean? Or having to wear a, a dress at, by the swimming pool while all their friends are wearing bikinis. Do you know what I mean? So I know how important it is for your confidence, which is then going to make you happy to work on yourself. And then, yes, lose weight, but do it because it's going to help you with confidence. It's going to help your overall health. And the biggest factor for me is it's going to prevent you from getting ill. Mm. Yeah, I think, like obviously speaking positively to yourself and speaking kindly to yourself is great, but you're right. It's like, it's like this. That's just covering up the cracks. That's just covering up the cracks. The the science behind it, like, you know, the facts, the the endorphins that exercise releases. um, And I think where the message is wrong, it's, it's because it's almost like people don't like being told what to do. They don't like being told that they're unhealthy or whatever. They don't like being told, go to the gym. So it's more about our message of exercise can be so many different things. Like it doesn't have to be going to the gym. And also aesthetic goals, like wanting a six pack, wanting to be a certain body fat percentage or wanting, I don't know, a bigger bum or whatever is also different to being body confident and being healthy. That's aesthetic. That's all aesthetic. You don't have to have big biceps or a six pack to be considered healthy either. Right. Yeah. So I think that's that's also where lines are blurred. Like for me as well, like when you train me, you, I was, I was so fit. I would go to fitness classes in London and I was the biggest girl there. Even I was a size 12. I've never been smaller than a size 12 um younger than 18 aged 18 because of my genetics and my build and I love food which isn't a bad thing either um but 
I was the fittest one there and I wasn't even a fitness influencer and I'm surrounded by fitness influencers and I was smashing it because you trained me like an athlete. I was fit, I was healthy, but I was a size 12 and it goes to show there is some proof in that size doesn't necessarily mean health either or fitness, no, but, of but you know, it's more lifestyle, isn't it? It's more about the yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, no, of course. So have you ever struggled with your body image? How, how do you feel? Yeah. Because you must feel so much pressure. Yeah, especially when I was younger. Um, I've said this on, on a few podcasts before where there was times that, for example, I went to Ocean Beach in Ibiza and I would constantly make sure the sunlight is on my body. Because when the sunlight's not on my body, you can't see my six pack. Oh, for God's sake, Brad! You can see that I'm you can see that I'm in good shape, and this is when I was younger. Yeah. And I guess that's just me worrying, thinking, all right, because every picture I showcase on my Instagram, I'm gonna make sure that my six pack is showing, like everyone does. Am I gonna post a picture where I'm I'm in in the dark and you can't see nothing? No, like um, I might do now because I'm not that fast. But when I was younger, I certainly didn't. So I was worried that people were gonna walk past me where my six pack wasn't showing, and they were gonna call me out or they were gonna give me a frown. And do you know what I mean? And that was bad. That was really not healthy. Um, I definitely had times where I had body dysphoria. I reckon where I didn't believe my body was good enough, even though everyone's saying to me, "Wow, you're in incredible shape." Um, and I'd be, I wouldn't say I'd have an eating disorder, but I would be very, very strict with my diet and I'll probably train twice a day. Um, that, was, that wasn't very healthy. But I guess because of Instagram at the time, I, I had to deal with a lot of trolls who were just very jealous of me. So I kind of almost just wanted that trolling to stop. So I thought, okay, if as long as I get in the best shape possible, no one can say anything. Because I would get guys saying to me, oh, you, you're not in good shape or you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And that used to piss me off. But now... I think I, I just laugh at it. I completely laugh at it. So again, it's about maturing and it's just growing up and it's been part of my journey. Now I couldn't give a I couldn't give a toss if someone says to me, "Oh, you're looking you're looking a little bit chubbier than usual." I couldn't give a care. I couldn't care less. What is wrong with people? It's hilarious. Like, what 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 do you think about those people? Why are they why are they putting those messages out there? Well, one, they would love to be in my position to begin with. They're obviously very insecure in themselves. So them trolling me, they're going to feel like that's going to help better them. That's going to make them feel better, which it never does. It's just a toxic cycle. Um, and it, it used to affect me back in the day. Do you remember we had a, there was a YouTuber who created a complete whole video of me because he was just jealous of my position? Um, do you remember that was so oh my bad? God, it's so bad. And yeah. then the other day you experienced yeah. in Wembley someone pouring beer over yeah, you. Yeah, personal trainer um, put beer all over me from behind and say jog on you mug on his Instagram story, which of course other people messaged me on my DMs to let me know what happened. Uh, which is it just goes to show there are people out there who are just unfortunately just quite insecure in themselves. And to be honest. I would love them to succeed. I would love them to snap out of it and I'd like them to be secure in themselves that they don't need to do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's annoying. Yeah, it's good that you have to... Yeah, I know. It, 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 I love your confidence in that you say, like, I think they'd love to be in the position that I'm in. Um, Which is true. They wouldn't be doing it if, they weren't, if I wasn't in the position I was in. 
Because yeah, I mean, so many people just want followers and because they just see that it can bring success. But yeah. the hard work that goes into it behind the scenes and the stress and the money you have to invest and stuff, I don't think people realise no, um, it's not all glamour. No. You've also highlighted that Instagram is full of people's highlight reels. So when you were younger, you, you would have, you'd only post pictures where you're looking your absolute best. Do you mm-hmm. think now you're more open to doing stuff like a picture of you, sun shining on you. You're going to Ibiza in a couple of weeks. I feel like it would be a really good post for you to be like you with your six pack because the sun yeah. and then swipe right with no sun. Yeah. You know, not tensing and show people that this is how people are naturally because women do this, Bradley, but we don't see men do this. Yeah. You don't see men just being like, well, obviously I'm tensing there. You don't have a permanent six pack unless you're tensing. Like you have to tense your muscles in order to get that definition. No, of course. You've got to suck in a little bit because as well. Young <laughs> men need this. They need this they need it. They need a role model like you to yeah. to be real. How important is it to be real and authentic on Instagram now? Oh, massively. And to be fair, I I think I've always been real and authentic, to be fair. Um I like to think so anyway. That's a lot of people say to me when they follow me. So you, you're very real compared to a lot of people on Instagram, which is good. I'd take that as a great compliment. But it's so, so important. And I think as well, if you want to work with brands, they see that also. So if you do want to be a successful influencer, the more real you are, the more successful you're going to be because more brands are going to want to take you on board uh, and more people will buy into you. People can consume will, will realise that you're fake for sure. I know so many influencers who are super super energetic happy 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 but they're the worst ones dealing with their mental health um it's really really sad so i always make sure that i try and be as real as possible Mm. there's a lot of performers aren't there on instagram a lot of a lot of like really like it's almost acting and presenting yeah um which you absolutely hate, right? You're oh, so, so bad at it. I'm so bad at so it. So many times I have to say, Bradley, your voice is monotone. Come on, be like, hi, everyone. But it's just not you. And and I love that you're like, it's not me. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. You've, you've well, like auditioned think... for like TV roles and it's just not for you, is it really? Yeah. I've had so many people say, you should go on TV, you should go on TV. I was like, I don't think TV is for me because I'm not that cheap. Like, not, I wouldn't say cheesy, that super energetic um, performer. It is, I guess it is cheesy. Don't get me wrong, if I was put in that situation, I'm sure I'd be able to do it, but I don't think I'll enjoy it. And I know I need, for me to be successful and for me to enjoy what I'm doing, I need to enjoy it. So that's why TV for me, I'm not really that bothered about TV, to be honest. At, first, at one point, I was like, I have to do TV. It has to be TV. The only way I'm going to be successful is by doing TV. That's what we, my management was saying. That's what everyone was telling me I should do. And luckily for me... I've got this new, obviously, platform, online platform, so to the point where I'm not actually bothered about doing TV anymore. Don't get me wrong, if I get it's asked good. to do something like SAS, Who Dares Win, or something like that, I'll definitely yeah. do it. But, um, yeah, presenting and all that, I'm not that bothered. Yeah, you'd be so good on SAS. Yeah. Like, I reckon it's like you're in that you're in that weird, like, middle bit of, you're not a celebrity, but you're not, you're known like yeah. so it's like would you go on the celebrity one would you go on the non-celebrity one it's the same as like celebrity get me out of here i feel like you, you could go on there but like yeah would people thing. be like who the hell is he yeah no <laughs> a lot of people would be like who the hell is he but then my audience would be buzzing that i'm on there which is 400 yeah. plus thousand followers so it, and that's it, how you grow i guess yeah exactly 
Exactly. ITV, if you're listening, it's Channel 4, if you're listening. <laughs> no, I think you'd be so good on SAS. That would be a really good one. Yeah. Because um, you are mentally strong and physically. I think you'd be quite a good contender. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was because ads. I want to talk about ads on Instagram. We're, we're rounding up the podcast soon, oh, but I just yeah. wanted to quickly talk about it because... Um, we have other f- sources of income, which is great. Like we realise that just relying on Instagram is just not uh, a reliable, um, sufficient way to live. Yeah, it's stressful. It's a it's lot of stressful. pressure. I did it. I did it for what? Th- I did. It. I did my personal training, but then the the money I was getting receiving from ads or brand deals were so good that I didn't have to do personal training anymore. But then it got really stressful to the point where I'd be ringing up my manager: "Is that deal done? Is that deal done? Is this coming in?" Like, when are you going to get me another job? And it became, it gave me anxiety because obviously I've got bills to pay. I've got goals I want to, I want that five million pound house, remember? So, so it, it became really anxious for me. So now I've become more of an entrepreneur. That anxiety of when's the next deal coming, ah, it doesn't even come to my head. It's like a bonus when I get a message saying, blah, 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 wants to work with you. This is how much it's going to be. Do you want to do it? And don't get me wrong. I understand that my followers don't like ads. They really don't like ads. Um, the engagement drops massively as soon as I do an ad. I'll go from, let's say, 60,000 views on my stories to 12,000 views as soon as I put an ad up because people just aren't interested. And to be fair, though, I was really anxious about that because I was like, oh, what if Under Armour don't like it? What if my protein don't like that? They, they put, they've, they've taken me on board. They put so much support with me, and they're going to see that. They're going to be let down. But they actually realize what it is. That's simple. Well, on my, when I'm watching stories myself, it's bad, but the influencers who I love following, when they do an ad, I just quickly pile them off as well. And so it's just a normal, natural thing. But it is important that we do support our favorite influencers or people in Instagram. If you like their free content, make sure you do support them with their ads as well because it helps them obviously earn their money, to be fair. I was going to say, I guess it's like on TV, like... BBC, there's no adverts and it's like ledge. You can watch like a drama series and it doesn't get stopped. But like Channel 4, ITV, the ads come on and you're like, oh, for God's sake, oh, ads. And like you go up, go to the toilet, cup of tea. You don't sit there and watch the ads. And it's the same as Instagram. Like to really engage people in the ads, it's got to be spectacular. And the engagement does go down. I find like with my fashion ads, they do the best because you can physically see the dress on me and people can see themselves in it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I find it I find it hard and I find it frustrating because my followers are amazing and so supportive and my engagement is great as well. And then you do an ad and you're like, guys, where are you? Support me. Like and you know I know, I know it it's frustrating, but it is what it is. I've just accepted now. So when I do an ad, I just leave my phone on and I don't let it give me anxiety or stress anymore like it used to. Uh, but I do say, and you do as well, Connor. I say no to so many jobs. I say no to so many jobs. One, because it doesn't match with my brand. And for example, I don't need to showcase a car freshener. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, and there's so many things I turn down weekly, uh, which I could earn a lot more money than I do but I, if I did all of it. But I know my just Instagram would turn into a billboard or an advertising. Like, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've turned down big money as well because the brand doesn't fit, right? I think that's what another thing like people don't realize. I, I turned down a diet a, a diet product re, quite recently, uh, which could have 
could have supported me for like a good few months, but yeah, but it pays your bills, but it does it, it kills your branding. You got to always look up. Your yeah, and it's, that's, it's that's not it's not real, is it? It's not authentic. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. Like I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, well, I've always looked after my brand. Like I got, obviously got asked to go on Main in Chelsea. Got asked to if I wanted to go on Love Island. Asked if I wanted to go on Celebs Go Dating. I've been asked to do Too Hot to Handle a lot, and money's. And been we're talking good, like. It's like fifty thousand pounds or more, right? Yeah, like to do a few. Yeah, to do some of them. Yeah, it's mad, and I've always turned it down because, yeah, I'm not in that. I'm not. I'm never going to put myself in that bracket of Z celebrity. I want to be successful. There's a difference between, and this is another from training celebrities. Is I've realised now, like being famous isn't success. It's not success. Being successful is enjoying what you do, earning good money and having that freedom to do what you want. That is what success is to me now. We're growing up, everyone just wants to be famous. Do you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, being famous can bring that money and can bring success, etc. Yeah, of course it can. But a lot of the time it can bring anxiety, unhappiness and not being able to have the freedom to do what you want. And obviously mm. I've seen that with clients and it's, it's not very nice. Mm, I love that. I think that's a really good message to end the podcast on. Um, the last question I ask all of my um, guests is, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? Oh, um, this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> this can be edited because I'm just t- taking time. To- no, it's fine. <laughs> everyone does this, Bradley. Everyone, everyone pauses for ages for this one what would I say to my my younger self of course I love being how ambitious and stuff I was maybe take on people's criticisms uh, a bit more and plan plan definitely plan um, uh, certainly um, and don't give so much commitment to I guess other people and focus in your early 20s and your youngsters focus on yourself first put yourself first for sure do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with giving everyone all your commitment and your support, but don't neglect neglect yourself, for sure. That's going a bit, a bit deep. That's a bit deep, but it's true. No, it's not deep at all. I think it's really good. Like, definitely criticism is the only way you learn, constructive criticism. It's the only way you learn. Only way you get better is through feedback. Um, what did you say? What was the middle one? No, I think have, so having a vision, but having then putting oh, that, then having a but then planning and then putting it to action. I just had a vision and put it straight into action. Definitely, just winged it a bit. Yeah, things. If I'd done things like I'm doing them now when I was younger, I, I think I could be a lot more successful than I am now, for sure. But again, massive lesson, and you'll get there. It's just taking a bit longer, which is fine. Like, there's yeah, no course. rush when when you're not racing anyone. No, I'm not um, racing anyone. And I know what you mean. I know you've you've um. You've put a lot of people on a on a platform on the platform, giving everyone a, a leg up, and um, and I think that just highlights your good nature, Bradley. Like you're not out just for yourself, but now you're thinking about number one. And I love that you're reading these books now, and you're taking like your self development and your mental health a lot more seriously. And I think it's gonna um, I think it's gonna be a game changer. I think the next five years are gonna be your best yet. So yeah, 100%. I think the next six months are going to be exciting for sure. Yeah, amazing. Brad, thank you so much for being a guest. Cheers, Con. 
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Anabotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 